Okay, welcome to episode 49 of the United Pubcast. Our first one back with Larry. Happy New Year, mate. Happy New Year, mate. Happy New Year. How was Santa? Santa good to you? Santa was good to me. Um, gave me some headphones. Not good to United, though. No, he actually was. Just oh, yeah, about to over, say. The, over the Christmas period, yeah, yeah to be did, fair, he did was all good. Right, mate. Yeah. yeah, he was good. Um, we are unfortunately going to have to get into everything that's surrounding United, but before we do, we will. Um, Obviously, something that is a little bit more important than United. Obviously, all the listeners are aware of the bushfires around, pretty much well, across all of Australia, really, when you see the bushfire map, the map of it. Um, so we decided we'd, both of us have a soft spot for koalas. I think everyone's seen those videos of the koalas going around struggling um, in some of the bushfires. So we decided to start that little fundraiser, and we just set a little target of $200, and um, it surpassed it. Got to, it's up to 330 I think. Yeah. So um, thank you so much, everyone who donated. It does go to a good cause. As I said, if it's five or ten bucks, it's buying one of us a beer to do this podcast. Um, it goes to a much better cause. So appreciate everyone who has donated to that. We'll keep the link open. Um, I'm sure both Larry and I will kick it up to around 400 um, before we send it off. I think it automatically gets sent off to the. It's called the Friends of the Koala. It's up in Lismore, um, so the Koala Hospital. So thank you all to donate for that. And again, we'll keep the link open for a little bit. Now on to what is really getting us, the football. We'll touch on, we usually do the 3 2 ones, Wolves and City. I don't want to give 3 2 ones to anyone. Is there anything of the two games you want to mention before we get into the whole circus that surrounds United? The Wolves game was the most boring game of football I think I've watched in a really, really long time. While it was boring, I don't think the performance was horrible. I thought it was so- no, no, uh, not good, uh, but solid. Yeah, I think that was the... The only positive I can take out of the Wolves game was defensively. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like we were troubled. Yeah. I, but with the ball, it's awful, mate. It's yeah. Very side to side. There was no transitioning to, to the forwards, and they got starved of the ball. In fact, it's very similar to what's happened today, isn't it? Um, 3-2-1 for Wolves. Honestly, you could probably just give it to the defense. I thought Romero was really good. Um, so if anyone's getting points for me, it's Romero. Um, he probably deserves the three points. That fantastic save. Um, I can't recall uh, the... I from Doherty. The corner came in and it was yeah, the, yeah. flick header and then the volley. Yeah, there was, there was a bit of deflection and he made a really Stop well-class save. I think Dave would have put that in the back of the net at the moment. Um yeah. Lindelof, um, we'll get into the City game, but I thought Lindelof was really assured um, in the yeah. Wolves game. Well, I think that, that triangle, now bridge off my memory because it feels like a lifetime ago. Maguire, Brendan Williams um, definitely deserves... I, I thought it was one of Maguire's better games. Better games in a while, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to the that triangle of Romero, Lindelof and Maguire. Is, is that harsh on Brendan Williams? He kept Traore oh, actually, contained. Actually, actually, where have you got Lindelof? I thought Williams was... Um, I said Lindelof was good. I didn't say I'm giving him points. Okay, well, we'll go Romero, <laughs> uh, Williams, and Maguire, I think. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, three to one. Now, yeah, City, do we want it? I think we'll touch on the game a little bit, but is there anyone worth points? At least yeah, one mate. point? Yeah, um, mate. I know, I know this sounds outrageous, but I, th- I found three players to give points to. Okay, let's um, go. Because that, for me, they're the only three players who I thought w- were decent. <laughs> um, Brendan Williams, I thought was actually quite good I didn't think he did too much wrong in the game uh, I want to say Marcus Rashford he scored the only goal um, do you think I thought he was poor I thought I don't know if he had a different expectation because the captain's arm band but I just thought I remember the first goal you look at people look, look it was a fantastic goal 
but you also people that try to put a bit of blame on Phil Jones should have um, sort of come out and closed the ball. Marcus Rashford was playing on the left, did just stand on halfway, hands on his hips, he didn't track back at all. Like, he just let, who was a, let um, City double up on Brandon Williams at left back, and Rashford just saying, no, I'm not, I'm not tracking back. And that is something we always sort of praise of Rashford, his work rate, his desire. Today he had no desire, and it might be tiredness, very likely City is. only had about 95% of possession. Yeah, but Rashford, I thought his work rate today was just... I thought yeah, everyone uses the word disgraceful far too often, but I thought he was. He was just strutting around like he's the big man, and I was I was pretty pissed off with Rashford today. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, th- I thought in the second half, it, yeah, look, I get, I get there's two sides of the game. Um, and, and I, you know, he's had elements of that in, in his game for the last month, I'd say. But I think there's a lot of fatigue there. He's not getting rested. Yeah, a lot of it could be down the side. He's playing a lot of football. Um, I thought he looked lively. I thought he had a good goal. Um, and to be fair, I think the forwards are worse. <laughs> you want to talk about starved to possession. The whole team was starved to possession today. But uh, I thought the forwards had no opportunity. And the, the last person I want to give credit to was Mason Greenwood. I thought every time he had the ball, he looked lively. Um, he added some class. Um, the, the, that very start of the game, the bit where he's done a quick feed to Lingard and Lingard's yeah. got given back to Mason, you saw the quality there. And... It's really difficult, I think, for an 18-year-old to be playing and leading the line um, in a team that's playing against the current champions. But I thought Mason did well in what little opportunity he had. Well, I think he pretty much now, and it's again, it's not a criticism from me, but I think he moves ahead of um, Daniel James for this weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he no has doubt. to start. And I personally don't like Greenwood on the right too much. And I, I do like Daniel James on the right, but I think even now play Greenwood there, I think. Um, but I don't want to touch on the match too much because we know it wasn't a surprise City are that good City could have easily done that in the first game where we beat them the other week oh yeah Um, if they they score early that could have happened Um, you know I'm going to give some credit to City I thought United were piss poor but I thought City changed their tactic from what they did when we versed them Um, they seemed to have a by the way we press because when you're pressing you're pressing towards the ball they seem to exploit that by using the long ball yeah, um, they definitely went long at times. Credit where it's due. Um, I thought they made space really well, and their midfield just bossed. Fred Andreas is still he's still on the pitch looking for the ball, mate. How many how many hours ago did the game finish? Well, I feel for when Andreas scored that own goal. I thought well, my first reaction. I just looked at the stars and said, "Thank God that wasn't Jesse Lingard." <laughs> if Lingard got got back and put that in his own net, although that would have been in trouble. To recall our conversation yesterday, I said United will lose three 0 and there will be a Phil Jones own goal. But unfortunately, it was Andreas. Oh yeah, well, God, we almost forgot Phil Jones played. Um, actually, we might as well touch on Phil Jones because it's a topical issue. Everyone had a bit of a laugh when he got a. I don't know if a laugh or a, it was a, almost a worrying, concerning laugh, a nervous energy uh, when he was selected. And all the fears came true. I thought. I thought he was just all over the it, shop. It was almost City had fun with him. Almost as I like toyed with him. Like just yeah. when they had the ball, just sort of we'll see what. Maybe if I drop my shoulder here, he could do his knee or do a hamstring or something. Like yeah, I just it, it was just embarrassing. Like everyone's poking fun at United. And you just it, it hurts. It hurts watching it. You know, Phil. I don't know if this is a controversial opinion. I actually think physically. Um, he has the attributes to be a good centre-half, but he needs someone to talk to him the whole damn yeah, game. You're saying Bold has the attributes to be a great centre-half. Right? Uh, no, I mean that, like, on the ball, he's actually quite good. Um, defending, his actual defending is actually okay. It's He puts himself in horrible positions, and that's why he makes all the mistakes he makes. Physically, he puts himself in horrible positions as well, which, <laughs> which injures him. 
and his facial gestures. <laughs> but I think if you had like, if you recall the times when he played with Ferdinand towards Ferdinand's like end of his career. Phil Jones actually looked quite good, but I thought it was because Ferdinand could just talk to him the whole time. You know the, the the now infamous comment of Jose with Shaw? Um, you know, it was my yeah. brain in his body. If you could have someone coaching Phil Jones the entire game, I actually think he's alright. But the fact you've got, there's no leaders in this team. So you put him next to anyone, he's just a headless tricky. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I think that's all over the picture. It's what we are lacking, and we're going to touch on transfers and what the squad yeah. actually needs or what we think it needs. But I think that just comes down to. Everywhere across the pitch, there we need to those type of. Can leaders. we give Phil Jones one bit of credit? I actually thought Lindelof was worse. Oh god, I don't. Can we he, give the, him the lead up to the um, Mares goal was disgraceful defending me. Yeah. Really poor by Lindelof. Well, centre back is still an issue. As much as we sort of invested in the in the defence at the start of the season, I still think it's an area where you still need heavy heavy investment. I want to see Twins AB get a run, but he's just been injured. Oh, yeah, he's. He could be the next Phil Jones, have all, as you say, all the attributes and just never be fit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we will get into transfers. But before um, that, Solskjaer, I said the title of this, back him or sack him. He's... I do think eventually he's going to get the sack. It's a, it's a whole other issue whether it's right or wrong. But um, it's now in the middle of January. The club stayed with him at the start of January. So they 100% have to back him now, I think. He needs money. You look at that midfield, and you think Man City reserves could have played and dominated that yeah. midfield. Of, um, well, it Andreas almost was right. Like, yeah, it was a strong side they fielded, but Aguero didn't play. They played without a striker. Yeah. Um, but I think that's all there because then they they exploited United's weakness in midfield, so they put all their players in midfield. They yeah. sacrificed that striker, dropped someone into sort of a false nine or slash ten position, and just flooded the midfield. Just when you have better players against worse players and more of the better players on the pitch, it's just a recipe oh, yeah, for disaster. So, um, yeah, do you think Solskjaer? Look, look, it's Norwich on the weekend at home to Norwich. Yeah, I've never been a person to say, oh, if he loses this game or wins this game, this is the decision. But if you lose at home to the team coming last, I think Norwich is coming last. If you lose at home to Norwich, he goes. Like, is that no, no, I think yeah, because I think it would get, it would become. You've seen shit outside the ground now as well. Fans are fighting with each other. I think it'll just become untenable. I think there'll be violence in, uh, among fans outside the ground online. It'll just become unbelievably toxic. I think if we do lose... And I don't want this, of course. I want United to smash Norwich. Um, but if we do lose, I think he has to go. Well... But, but besides that, the Norwich result, just his position in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, has anything changed for you? Or? For me, no... Look, here's the thing, right? And this is where I'm sitting. Um, even if he, you think he's the worst manager in the history of the earth, okay? No manager comes in with this squad and does much better. That's why you 100% have to back him. If you sack him now and you try and fix with a new manager, you're going to have the same problems. And, like, that's my issue, yeah? The, here's the thing. You have to say back him or sack him. I agree with that sentiment because if you're not ready to commit to him, if you don't think he's the man, you... You should really get rid of him now because if you get another manager, let's say you get Poch, okay? You get Poch in in June after giving Oli some signings in January. What's the point? Maybe Poch doesn't like those players. But again, this comes back to, for me, the original issue. You need a head of football because until you have someone who has an overlying strategy that a manager can come in and back, 
then you're still going to have this problem. Because, look, managers are going to come and go, unfortunately. It's just modern football, right? I don't see another Sir Alex coming along, unless you're Liverpool right now who are just going through this amazing purple patch. Until you can have someone with a strategy from the club to implement and a manager can back it, going to keep having this issue. But for me, um, Oli, he has to stay for me. But, but, um, one of my issues, and it's it's an issue because... The manager, the board, the players—they're the ones who can fix the problem. Fans don't fix the problem. Right, we're just having an opinion. But all the fans getting emotional and angry towards Solskjaer—you're just—you're feeding what the Glazers and Woodward want. Because if you get angry at the manager, that's where all your attention is. Woodward and the Glazers—they're getting—they're deflecting all the blame. So they let Moyes be the fall guy. They let Mourinho be the fall guy. They let um, Van Hel be the fall guy. They're gonna let Solskjaer do it. So all the att- everyone getting angry at Solskjaer, you're getting wrong, angry at the wrong person exactly. or the wrong people. And yeah. I just think I don't know because it, I'm becoming upset the way people are treating him. And we can all sit here and say, oh, oh, you know, they're not real fans, the ones who treat them. Ooh. Well, hang on, these are the guys that's still inside the ground. They're still buying merchandise. They still have a loud voice. Like it or not, they are fans of the club. They do support the club. They just in my opinion, shit supporters, but it's just becoming toxic and I don't see a way out of it. I, I, and that, that ties into my point, and what you're saying is 100% right. So that, that's the thing, the fan group and, and the fans as a, as a whole need to come together and realise we need to support this team, okay? And when Oli comes out, and, and I want to make this point because it's been killing me, because you have people like Mark Goldbridge who has so many followers and he's so influential and he's saying the stupidest things. Yeah. Until the manager says positive things in his press conferences and he doesn't throw players under buses because he's trying to instill confidence in a team that he has. Until you can get better players in and you can get rid of Matic and you can get rid of Fred and you can get rid of Andreas and Lingard, he needs to fill these players with as much confidence as possible until he has something better. So if if your alternative is him calling them shit in press conferences, you saw with Jose how well that turned out. So consider that the next time you want to say this manager doesn't have a spine, he doesn't have a backbone and he's too soft. Trust me, if we as fans can see that we need players, he sees that we need players. Yeah, you, I think you can tell so, in terms of there was this whole nonsense last week that when Solskjaer smiled in a press conference, people lost their nut. Um, but it, it's, as you just say, the influence that guy has, Mark Goldbridge has, or sorry, Brent has, his name's not Goldbridge, but... Um, the influence he has, a lot of young, sort of impressionable fans believe that. You know, it's only natural people believe what they see on the news, sort of thing, and that is now our news, and sort of YouTube. And um, young kids, they'll be brought up supporting, or not supporting, but sort of only understanding that way of support. And it is based on negativity. You can be negative, we're negative about the team and Solskjaer's tactics and everything, but before all your opinions on Solskjaer or before your opinions on the club, you're a supporter. So you have to support the team first. Exactly. Okay, and their views and their sort of traction sort of stems from the negativity. So um, that is a debate for another day. Um, something that will keep their channel alive and everyone will be tuning into is the transfers, though. He, Solskjaer, look, my personal opinion is we won't get anyone. I don't think we'll sell anyone personally. I don't think anyone will leave or should leave. Or no, I'll correct that. Players should leave, but we're not in a position to let players go. Happy to put a wager with you right now, mate. I think... We will sign someone, and if whoever loses this bet, twenty dollars straight onto the um, donations um, for for the koala hospital. What do you reckon? I just usually when United are going to sign a player, it's three or four weeks of okay, he's in Manchester waiting for his medical. He's sitting there, yeah, and there's nothing there. 
and there's only three weeks left in the window. So I don't, I just don't, do not see a deal happening. Who are we going to sign? Let's go through the rumors. Um, okay, so we've seen um, Cavani. That's not going to happen. It's not, not happening. Um, and they know that it should happen. I, I think that's we've made that mistake before. Yeah. Um, have we been linked with any midfielders? So the most recent one is the Wolves. Um, we've seen the links with Neves and uh, Jimenez. Yeah. Um, I, I personally think that that's just we played Wolves. Yeah, so let's. No, I no, think no. we'll be linked to Kevin De Bruyne tomorrow. Yeah, I can't say um, anything. So I, I don't see those happening. But I think Neves would really improve our midfield. Um, our body would improve our midfield. We need extra number. That is why. Look, we do need to sign the right player. Solskjaer has made that point. You can't just go and sign a player for the sake of it. You do need the right player. Of, 100% accept that and agree with it but we're at the stage now just in terms of actual physical numbers yeah. we need a professional footballer in there to give Fred a break to give Matic a break because Matic is now sort of almost a key player um, I know this sounds outrageous right I mean not really but yeah. thanks is it possible for us to just get Decore out of Watford he's the one I was after in the summer well, not after I'm not playing football manager here I wasn't in charge of transfers but I've always liked him. I thought he was a great player. And if you, if you can't go and get a player from Watford, yeah. the club's finished. It's not the club we thought it was. If we can't go and get a player from Watford in January, it's done. Like That's a player that instantly improves our midfield and is in a relegation battle. I'm sure he'd prefer United. Um, the big ones that we've seen links with, um, um, James Madison well, and... What, what do you reckon? We'll, we'll tie this in with Jesse Lingard. Yeah. What do you make of the story, the Madison plus... It's a um, nothing story, isn't it? Like, it's just lazy journalism. Yeah, how, how many swap deals have you seen linked that, in papers? Yeah, that news article, what was it? 45 million plus Lingard for Madison. Yeah. The way I saw that was just an exclusive from a journalist I hadn't heard before, knowing what will piss United fans off. Yeah, and I thought that was the case of that. I don't, look, I'm sure there is still clickbait. Oh no, it works 100. percent And yeah, he, him and his boss aren't complaining. But um, um, I have a feeling there's obviously definitely interest in James Madison. Yeah. But that type of bid and the timing in January is not going to happen. Um, can can I can I go off track a little bit? Um, I don't know if you saw the. Um, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but Twitter's a great place. I've just been locked out for 24 hours. <laughs> he sent me that. That was nice. So, um, if you believe reports, Iran have put a bounty on uh, Donald Trump's head, 80 million. Um, and then I've seen a, a, a famous uh, <laughs> reply saying, how about 45 million in Lingard? Uh, God. For Donald Trump's head, would you take the bid? Well, if you're not on Twitter, all I, to, well, I don't want to get involved in politics, but all, all you can do is, um, if you're not on Twitter, please get on Twitter. It is, while it's horrible, it, it, does, make you laugh. <laughs> it does make you laugh from time to time. So follow yeah. us at UTD Pubcast, please. Um, okay, actually on the Lingard during the game, was, during the game or just after the game, a little bit of I wouldn't say credible, but it seems a little bit of um, news out of Italy saying AC Milan are interested. And you think if he has signed with Rayola? Well, well he has signed with Rayola. God, did Jesse Lingard wake up? And I like I love Jesse Lingard, but did he wake up one morning and say, "How can I piss United fans off more"? Say, Honestly, oh, no, I'll, go, I'll go and sign with Mino um, Rayola. I think what he's thinking is... I think, he's I think there's a... Co- I think he's... Uh, what's up? Yeah. I, I think there's been conversation... This, again, I'm just speculating, but my impression is I think Solskjaer has probably told him I, I'm not too sure there's a long-term future for you, or he's told him you're not really in my plans in terms... Or you'll just be a squad player. Maybe Lingard's... And, and again, I know for all the memes and jokes and laughter, he is 28 years old. Um, so... Sorry, just turned 27. So... Um, he, he is, you know, approaching the what should be his peak years. Maybe he wants to spend it abroad. 
Um, and, and to be honest, like I'm, I'm never going to slate a United player the way people do with him. I think he's been hard done by, but for me, I, I think he's career United's yeah, I have a on its feel, last legs. What do you say there about Solskjaer having a word? I have a feeling, because especially if you go and get an agent like that, you are... You, you can get a big, uh, good deal at United anyway. Especially the comments Rayola's made about United yeah. uh, in the last 10 days. You know, I, I wouldn't send Pele there. Yeah. Okay. Well, Pele, Maradona. Yeah. So if... Um, let's, that that, that let's, is yeah. not Jesse Lingard yapping in the background. No, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's a little little dog. Anyway, um, let's call a spade a spade. I think he's gotten Rayola because he wants out. Rayola's a good agent who's got lots of connections, especially in Italy. He probably just wants to move abroad, and if he does, good luck to him. Do you see that potentially happening in January? Uh, not in January. <laughs> Mate, we've got no numbers. Um, Gomez got game time, and he's not signing a contract today. What does that tell you? Like, we're desperate. We've just got nobody. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, actually, I thought, I thought that was telling at Solskjaer not bringing matter on over Gomez. I think he's almost hanging Gomez out to dry a little bit, saying, look, you're not going to be here. So I think he's only was on the bench to make up the numbers. Yeah. You're not going to be here at 3 Here's your game time. I'm yeah. not going to give it to you when it counts. I think James Madison's one United definitely want, but I think that's a that's a summer deal. I can't just the way Leicester are going. You can't see us pulling well, that off. Instead of James Madison, everyone's with a little bit of talk. Jack Grealish. Yeah. Um, well, if you've seen the comments from the Aston Villa manager, um, saying we want to, we have a project here, and you know we don't want to play good, let What's good that? players go. Stay in the Premier League. Well, no, no, I haven't seen the comments. I don't know where Aston yeah, Villa is. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's it, a, but it, but that's, that's a project for Aston Villa staying in the Premier League or a project for exactly. United don't have a project to win in Champions Leagues anytime soon. But our, you, obviously our project is more appealing than Aston Villa's. Well, you'd hope so. Um, I think I think United can get Jack, Jack Grealish, but I don't see it being done in January. And again, even if it's... You have to keep face. If you say, yeah, we're open to negotiating, then you're dropping the value of the player. Um, so I understand um, it's all snakes and ladders, but I, again, I think that's one that can get done, but I don't see it being done in January. Now, one that we both think will happen in the summer, but there's a little bit of rumours it'll happen now, but I just, just numbers-wise, I don't see it. And financially for the player, I just don't see how it happens now. Big one for the podcast, Ashley Young, off to winter, on a free at the end of the year. Yeah, um... Cannoli on me, mate. I think in, in, Inter Milan, I saw a good tweet, again, follow us on Twitter, but I saw a good tweet saying Inter Milan are doing a better rebuild of Manchester United than Man United are doing. They're taking Sanchez, they're taking Lukaku, now they're going to take Ashley Young. So Sanchez they're, they're, is they're, on loan, don't blink too hard. Oh, God, yeah, he's got to come back. But they're doing their bit. They're trying their best to help us out. Yeah. Um, although, it's, I just said off here, I'll probably have Ashley Young over at Shaw at the moment. I, I would, yeah. yeah. Which is sad. But, um, again, just that happens in the summer I just think it happens there so I don't I want to accuse Ashley Young of chasing the money but he obviously get a bigger sign on oh feet. mate he's 34 years old Um, I, I imagine United have told him as well like Oh yeah, but if he goes now, he signs for a transfer fee. He won't get the signing on fee. Yeah, no, not in January. I think if he, yeah. if he waits till his contract's and up. In saying that, you do have Delow on the books who <laughs> I've forgotten we had up until yeah. recently, um, and you've got Ethan Lard who I think is really promising. Yeah. Um, uh, who knows? We'll see. Any other transfer rumours or no, uh, anyone you think should be looking? We should be looking at a lot of players, but anyone yeah. you think is a realistic I mean, possibility? I think we need a combative midfielder, and I think we need obviously some. I think creativity is the thing we're dying out for. So if you could get creativity, I think that's the priority. But you know, what? if you could get Milinkovic Savic, um, I think that'd be an awesome signing. Someone combative, um, <clears throat> just don't have that. Other, like if you just look at our midfield today, right? Just physically, you got Andreas and Fred. It's like having two Freddos in midfield. Good. Not bad. Not bad. 
but um, yeah, just I, do, I, 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 I just size on the side, um, lack of physicality in midfields. Yeah, even City, who aren't a massive side, they just look like men against that midfield. That's what I'm saying. Like, very, we're a very small team, which well, is that, that, that's right. Thing you look at look at players who are linked. To, and we mentioned this on the last <coughs> podcast. You look at James Madison; he's the one who's hotly linked. And obviously, a great player, Slide. a significant upgrade. Yeah. That's the quality of footballer we need, or, or looks like the quality of footballer we need. Yeah. But what would you rather now, if you bring in someone to generate a significant upgrade? And look, you do need players who work hard and bring that presence, but we've seen with Paul Popper, you just need that extra quality. So do you bring that player, James Madison, who's got the quality upgrade, or do you bring a lesser player that has the characteristics of a leadership, a leadership position? And well, what's more important in January? It's a difficult one. I, I think you get what you can get at you, the moment. You can't um, come back and bring Roy Keane back in the midfield. Oh, I wish. But for me, United just need creativity. Yeah. There's just a real like leaders across football. So how it'd be very difficult to recruit those sort of players. Well, 100% there's a lack of them, but it's what we need. Well, can you think of anyone right now who you could get? I mean, if you think of what we need, right? We need creativity and we need a leader. I mean, I'd take Mesut Ozil. But is Ozil going to leave Arsenal oh, right now? Oh, got him. I'd take him, mate. I can, really Can you would. please direct all abuse to... What's your Twitter for when you get back on Twitter so <coughs> people can abuse at, at you? At the Larry Taylor. Um, you want... A, oh, okay. I'm not saying I want him, but... Mate, he's creative. He would improve our midfield. He really would. Uh, 100%. Yeah, 100% he's creative, but we need... We need different Between characters. Ozil you, and Mata, You need okay? different Mata every day. He, he wants to play for United. He's a... Ozil, once he hit that 350k wage at Arsenal, he sat there. What I'm it. saying is, I'm not saying Ozil, right? I'm, what I'm saying to you is, if I can take an older player on an 18 month contract right now, I would. That's where I'd take a goal scorer over a crowd. That's where I'd take the Cavani, where I don't agree with having Cavani, but that's where I'd have an older player. I wouldn't have a. Yeah, I wouldn't be taking Mesut And again, I, don't, I know you're not saying let's take Mesut Ozil. For that type of player, I think we've been burnt like that before with, with Sanchez, and obviously it's a lazy comparison. They've come for the, the same right club. money, for believing in the project, etc. And Ozil, if Ozil was going to come, he's going to come uh, five hundred oh, yeah. grand a week. Yeah, no doubt. That is not happening. Um, yeah, so I'm sure there will be a couple more podcasts this month regarding the lack of business in January. So everyone has that to look forward to. Um, any other United stuff you want to touch on? Not really. <laughs> Don't, I'm kind of sick of talking about him, to be honest. Yeah. Um, also, before, well, just before we start to wrap things up now, um, just another reminder about the fundraiser for the bushfires, the koalas caught in the bushfires. Um, we'll keep that link open. We'll leave a link on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, um, etc. Um, I'll just read through. I won't read out the donations, but I'll just read out the names of the people who did donate, and just for a bit of a shout out. But Eddie, Brian, Luke, Stefan, Christian, Prashant, Mike, Antonio, Scott, Mickey, Alistair, Philip, Darren, Lee, Jared, and Emma, Secretary of the Man United Supporters Club. So thank you all those people really much for your donations. Um, also, a guy got in touch with us on Facebook. Uh, we'll leave a link to his page as well, called The Parody League. He sent us up a few um, Man United shirts, sort of a cartoon-based sort of design on the show looks pretty cool so um, make sure you go and check yeah. out his page well, he's actually brilliant so what, he, what he's done is he's just kind of made metaphors out of things so you got Anthony Martial he's made him like Anthony in martial arts uniform it, yeah. it, it, funny funny guy um, and, he, and he's got it for other, other teams as well so if you're thinking of a quick present for someone uh, exactly so <laughs> hopefully we can do a few things with him now 
obviously at the start of this episode, I mentioned it was episode 49. For episode 50, we recorded a podcast which you know about before Christmas um, with Mark Bosnich, the only Australian to play for Man United. We just interviewed him about his time at the club, or about both times at the club, obviously he was there twice, and his time at Aston Villa, and just a bit about Australian football in general. Um, it was a really good chat. Feels like a lifetime ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, really insightful. Um, he was very bubbly, uh, very open, very honest, and you'll you'll get insights into um, the kind of players he dealt with, the relationships he had in the dressing room, um, how transfers were done um, when he was doing transfer. So when, when did he move to United? It would have been in the late um, eighty-seven. Uh, sorry, uh, I wanted to say uh, early nineties. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so eighty-nine, ninety. Um, so like you know, talking about Sydney United to Manchester, etc. And we've also just asked him, you know, his thoughts on Solskjaer, his thoughts on Australian football um, and United um, at the moment. So really insightful chat. I-, I might actually go back and listen to it myself. Well, a little teaser for the listeners. <clears throat> you did ask him the question, is Solskjaer going to win the league with United? And he did say yes. So if Solskjaer is in a job by the time you listen to the Bosnich podcast, please remember it was recorded before Christmas after after we both, after we beat both um, Tottenham and Man City when the yeah. mood was a lot higher. <laughs> but again, um, it was a really good listen and thank you for Mark for um, coming on and having a chat with us. Um, so hopefully you enjoy episode number 50. So there will be no review of the Norwich game. We'll just let the Bosnich podcast go up. Surely we'll beat Norwich, yes. At home to the team come bottom. We'll win, mate, yeah. We have to win. Yeah, 3-0, Matter scored a, scored a double. Matter has to play. So it'll be the one time we don't record a review when Matter comes on, man of the match. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Watch us lose 3-0. <laughs> Okay, so thank you everyone for listening and we'll chat to you. Will you hear the Bosnich podcast and we'll chat to you sometime later that week. All right, cheers. Cheers.